Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are now 17-2-0. Let that sink in through 19 games, and that puts them first in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference, and first in the National Hockey League. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? Feeling good once again, you know, Mr. Corn in the episodes. Uh, I, I just got back from a, a pretty cutthroat softball game. Mm. Uh, we I lost. meant to ask you, how did that win? We did lose. Uh, it okay. was fun. Good season. Good season. See him in the spring. Uh, your boy went two for three. Uh, so I, I can hang my head on that. A couple of good catches. But yeah, no, it's uh, that, that was like my fourth softball league this year. So I'm ready for a break. I was going to say it's almost December. Yeah. Yeah. It was an oversight on my part. I, I Actually, that's not even true. I knew what I was doing. There was another league I wanted to play that started at the end of October. But what, something what about two week league. Uh, nope. Six plus playoffs. So but something about like January baseball just didn't seem right. We, you'd have to like shovel the field before playing. That actually sounds kind of sick. It kind of would be kind of cool. Yeah. Especially yeah. because it doesn't really start snowing until like February anyways. Yeah. I mean, the world's inside out. So yeah, what are you going to do? Hey, that's that's yeah. hey, that's a problem for somebody with a bigger brain than me. Than us. But in the Bruins Amen. world, I feel how about those beasts? Holy how about shit. Those beasts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I was just saying, so last episode was like, I had two beers and I was on death's door. Saturday, I, I put that to shame. I somehow drank significantly more and felt significantly better the next day, which is troubling now that I say that out loud. I think you know, it was dude, the Chinese you, food. I think if you keep at it, it could, could certainly be the Chinese food. I think if you keep at it, dude, I think you can develop a real tolerance to this stuff. And I think if you try really hard, maybe even like a dependence on it. If you want, I, I, wish, that kind of I really want to commit to it. I think that's what it is. I think you can do it. I believe in you, dude. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've been looking for a hobby now that softball's over. I suppose <laughs> drinking could fit the bill. That's a really honest answer. On like, a, like what do you <laughs> perhaps too for honest for me? If I'm being that's honest. kind of like yeah. drink. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like whenever well, I can. Yeah, I will say uh, the Saturday night game against Chicago at TD Garden when you're fairly drunk. That was an amazing experience. That was just nonstop cheering. That was yeah. too too dominant of a performance. <laughs> that was Let, like, all right, calm down. Let's get the elephant out of the room. That's not the phrase. What would it be? You would address <laughs> the elephant? Let's get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's get him out of here. I think Why don't that people would be just the get opposite. the elephant out of the room? Fuck talking about him. Just How do you get, get in here? Now we're talking about it. Yeah. We played right into its hands. Let's get it out of here by addressing it, I guess. Uh, you nailed it. We nailed it, kind of, on the first try. Oh, yeah. Six to one. Yep. Called it on the nose. Ignore the part where we then agree 6-2 is probably more likely. 6-1 yeah. felt right from the get-go. It did. I don't know. I, I, it was just, it was lined up really well, like like Red Hot Bruins, like not very good Chicago Blackhawks, home ice. Like, it just made sense. And like we keep being like, well, because it makes so much sense, it makes even more sense for them to lose the game. But then they don't. And then they, they just, just destroy them across 60 minutes. And like honestly, that game could have ended like nine to one, ten to one. Like there was like a lot of like by the end, because Bergeron had like nine hundred and ninety-nine points by like the what the end of the first period or end of the second period, mm-hmm. they were just feeding him the puck. And it just like it never felt like they were like, all right, well, they're they're taking the foot off the gas. Like up until like I think the literal final second of the game, they were putting pucks on net. Yeah. And 
this team's starting to feel like I don't know, it might be I don't think it's too early to say this, dude. Twenty games in. I think this is an alright time to say this. Quarter of the season. That's enough. Quarter of the season's enough to deem them the real deal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like they are the real deal. We felt it. And then you also feel that like, all right, let's kind of give it a few more. But I think at this point, just I mean, I, I look at the record of 17 and two and tell me that isn't telling in itself. Dude, they're a game away, a win away from a 900 win percentage. A quarter of the way through the season. That's nuts. That's through like 20 oh, they, games. Yeah. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to I don't want to count this uh. egg that's not in the basket yet. But I just want I want that number so bad. I want 18 and two. So you're bad. You're, you're just altering every expression there is tonight. What did I say? Did I say an expression? Counting the egg that's not in the basket. Oh, I did. I did say an expression. I mean, they work. They're conveying the mm. thought. So I'm not. That's not even a, a negative. I'm relying on them to kind of do my thinking for me, dude. I'm on vacation. I are you enjoying yourself? Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time, dude. I'm currently <laughs> in a closet. I can see that. In my parents' hotel room uh, because my room has a sleeping baby. So my parents are right outside this uh, this door right here watching television. <laughs> and Tell I'm I sitting hi. in the closet. Rob says hi. hi Rob. <laughs> my mom hi. says hi. I think my dad's watching TV in the other room because we have That's a spare. I don't mean to brag. So flexing on me. Um, so, yeah, it's fun, dude. But what I'm saying is my brain's a little off. So I'll say this, uh, too, because I should get this out of the way. I'm in Florida. I'm in Orlando, which is like 45 minutes from Tampa. And I didn't go. And I'll tell you exactly why. Let's hear it. Well, as the plane's landing, I look at the schedule with my dad and I'm like, Oh damn! The game's Monday. Like, why don't we, you know, go go over to Tampa for it? I'm sure tickets are like forty bucks. And he's like, "Yeah, that sounds great. Let's make it happen." And then um, Monday, I'm waiting in line for a ride in Disney World, and I get a notification from the NHL app that's like, "Game start." <laughs> and I turned oh, my dad, right. and I was like, "That's like games right now," and he went, "Oh yeah, damn." And so that's the story. That's why I didn't go. I just, I just forgot. Like, <laughs> the reason you didn't go it. is because you forgot there was a game happening. <laughs> I, I made a plan oh, to go, shit. but then I, it's like I made the decision and I assumed like that was enough. Like somehow me just deciding <laughs> to go, I would just like blink and be there. And I did no looking into rental cars. I didn't look into tickets. I didn't, none of it. No planning. So I didn't go for just laziness, like, I guess. A complete lack of planning. Like like any concrete step. No concrete steps were taken. We'll just, just end up there. I don't know. Like, who's, who's to say Perfect. And now I'm going. I've made the decision, so I'll be there. And obviously I didn't. So See you there. So I, I had to play catch up with, with both of these games, honestly. So I'm it's it. Life, my life's really hard. Let's hear it. Okay. All the vacations you go on? Yeah. I'm traveling. I'm here. I'm there. I'm going on this roller coaster. I'm I'm drinking in in this part of Disney World. It's hard, man. But um It's like me being like, Oh, I'm so tired of going to every single Bruins game. Like (laughs) 
like you, I, I can't parking, say that to anybody who doesn't stuff. also have season tickets because they're all like, "You're such an asshole." Like what? Like it's the thing I've literally dreamt of for like half my life, and I've achieved it. And like it was like five games into the season, and I was like, "Oh, I have to drive to the garden." Oh God! <laughs> like, fine. Are you still selling your tickets here and there? Here and there. Yeah. Uh, like Black Friday is the tickets are going for like over two hundred dollars. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe. I also really just want to go to that game. I'm probably going. I yeah, I listed them. If nobody grabs them, I'll very happily go to that game. But is that the Vegas game? No, Black Friday is against uh, Carolina. So it's oh. a one p.m. one p.m. game. It's usually the Rangers. I don't know why it's the Hurricanes this year. Because I feel like that was traditionally always the Rangers. Because they used to have that like really, really annoying commercial on nbc sports where it was like the new york family meeting the boston family for thanksgiving yes like bobby or took a dive like it's like all right <sighs> okay we get it yeah people yeah talk different from in their different, different donuts like... hey, stereotype it's hey, fine. don't get me dude they, they they love playing up the rivalry so i don't know any kind of sport commercial that's not it sells yeah I guess dude, it's it's a it's like a marketing exec's crutch when they come to sports They're like oh and let's two people like different teams <laughs> they both have and, accents and they both have accents <laughs> they both sound like they're from a region maybe two different regions they're close but they're a little far and they don't like each other very much can but, we know, use both... can we use this but you know what they can agree on Arbella has good insurance. The Ford F-150 Final Five. What if we held hands during the Ford F-150 Final Five? <laughs> Unless. Mm. But yeah, hockey. Uh, anyway, hockey. Yeah, you honestly, talk about these like, games? sure. Yeah, honestly, the Blackhawks game, it's like usually there's more nuance to the games. Like, oh, like a mm-hmm. back and forth, a tete-a-tete. This is just like them spanking Chicago once for 60 straight minutes on home ice. It was almost rude. It kind of was like that was the it, first note I had is this power play is rude. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just bullying. And like you could tell well, like, when the score was still scoreless. It was already over. It just looked mean. Yeah. Like before that, that Pasternak goal at like the first goal that opened it, it was like less than five minutes into the game. Like the 30 seconds leading up to it, it was just like, golden chance golden chance golden chance like one timer one timer like they were just too, like that whole power play it was like okay obviously they're about to score mm-hmm. like to the point when they did you're you don't even like have that like exuberance you're like okay there it is you're like exactly i, I got that was so built up that you're like i'm already i'm already there <laughs> and of course it was Pasternak, dude marshy marshy Dude, on that nobody... an insane passing lane that he's I mean that's that's I think one of the ruder parts of that power play is that Marshy goes for that passing lane and completes it and it's on pasta's tape. Yeah, like his puck control across these two games is just outrageous. It's like again, like it's almost rude. It's like Brad, give somebody else a turn with the puck. Holy shit. Like he'll just hold on to it by himself. Like there's and it's we, he's been doing it for a fucking decade. Where he'll just go into the offensive zone by himself and just like hold off for like 20 straight seconds. Like nobody can get the puck away from him. Dude, Pasta keeps adding stuff to his power play repertoire. Dangerous. And I I love this like 
Maybe I'll just fast break to the net. Maybe I'll just crash real quick. And I don't know, maybe I'll get the puck on my tape. Like yeah. top of the crease. Um he just keeps it's like every couple games, he's like, I'm gonna try this new thing on the power. I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this. And the thing is they have a lot of opportunities to try stuff out. And it's just like whatever he tries out works. It just it's just one of those things where like everything's clicking. It's like such a blessing to have an opportunity like this where you're like, I'm just gonna try stuff out. Yeah, it's like well, like we're already sitting so pretty. Like if I, the team isn't relying on me to like get a goal every single time, like there's like more freedom, like, well, what what else can I try? And when you're David Pasternak, most of the things you're going to try are probably going to work to some degree. Like leading the, yeah, like leading the team with points right now. Like he has how many? He has 29 points right now. I think he's like tied he, for third in the league, but David's at like 35. I was going to say, is he at 50 yet? 35. Dry has got 31. And then Jason Robertson, Pasternak, and Eric fucking Carlson are tied at third uh, with 29 points. I think he's going to win the Norris. All right. And this has been Bear With Me. Uh, catch you in a week after I've recovered. Uh, Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. Uh, Bergeron scored a goal. He sure did. And that, that was it. Was so funny when I watched that one go in. That was in the second period. So where I sit mm-hmm. on the ice, that was like the zone further away from me. And I had like pretty much a direct like the a shot off his stick. Mm-hmm. So me, Bergeron, and the goal was a straight line. Mm-hmm. And like I saw it, like it saw it go in, but the way it bounced out and like the body language of everybody on the ice was so strange. It was like Chicago was like just deflated. And I was like, mm-hmm. did that go in? Like, it was like, it it wasn't like there was something about it. I was like, that went in, right? Like, just the way it bounced straight back out. I was so confused. But it was also like the the biggest example of like a, oh, there it is. Goal. Like, oh, finally. There it is. Like, Bergeron was so wide open with so much daylight and essentially just an open net. Like... It almost, I. It looked like he felt like he couldn't celebrate it. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, that was. Course. We're just kicking the shit out of you guys tonight, huh? It was like uh, the lightning game. To fast forward a little bit, it was like mm-hmm. Pasternak's goal. Like, <laughs> like he like mm-hmm. the one where the guy flipped him off. It's like when he shot it. He like basically he wasn't even selling, but he just like kept his foot up in the air, and it was like, yep, that. It's like it's almost like it's like scoring is losing its luster for this team. They're like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're like they're stuck yeah. playing Chell on rookie or something. They're like, well, yeah, like fucking six goals again. Like, yeah, next, 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 next. Yeah, but yeah, and then like Taze had that goal to bring us to two on, and like at that point, you're like, no one in the fucking garden was remotely worried. We're like, oh, that's a that's weird that they scored. All right, well, anyways, <laughs> like dumb, strange, yeah. and that was that was like a tip right in front. Swayman had no chance. Yeah, this is Swayman's start, by the way. We even didn't mention that. Yeah, no, that was yeah. What is his third full game? He looked great. Um, he looked really good, actually. His stats were pretty solid. I think he had like a nine four four. Yeah, nine four four. I mean, he only faced seven or uh, eighteen shots, so he had seventeen on eighteen. I mean, like, so I mean, nine four four for that. That's fucking solid. He looked really good. Like, he didn't really have to do a lot. Like, a lot of Olmark starts are like he really is keeping the team in it, but Swayman mm-hmm. didn't really have to. 
which is why I was like, this would be a good game for him to come back because it's probably not going to be really dependent on his success. Like it would mm-hmm. be kind of like, all right, let's get you back up to speed kind of game. But he also still gets to see offense from like a couple of high end guys. Yeah, like Patrick like, Kane and Taser never not a threat. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you know, I don't know. It's not like getting an AHL start. Like Correct. you're still seeing top level talent while also like not be, like you said, like not having your feet to the flames. I'm using a lot of expressions. What am you I are, doing? you're in one right now. I'm, I think it's being in the closet, dude. Being in Florida expressions. Yeah. Like the Jake Tabrusco, I'm, I'm already forgetting what the Jake Tabrusco looks like. They're scoring got, so fucking often that I'm like, <laughs> just immediately forgetting what the goals are. Jake basically got the puck shot off of his stick by Brad Martian. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, he was just sitting at the, I'm looking at it now, he was just sitting at the top of the crease and just mm-hmm. like had his stick on the ice, Martian just shot at it. Yeah. Like, how did Debrus not get like cleaned out there either? Like, there was a couple of instances like that in this game where like, guys found themselves in positions that like no professional hockey player should be allowed to have. Yeah. Uh, I can't be giving up that space. You can't be giving up those passing lanes. You can't let them rotate the way they do too. Like when the bees get going in the offensive zone, it's like against the Blackhawks. It was like, they should not have the right to be circling this much to be, to have four open bodies at any any point is like not it's not how the game is played at this level it's it, no. it was really 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 bad that's defense. honestly almost exactly the point that razor was making he was like in the nhl you should not be able to do that like you should not be able to dominate another nhl team like that no it, it but doesn't like the Bru- look like this bruins team can which is like why they're special i think it's partly I think it's partly to blame on Chicago there. I just I don't know. There's oh, something yeah. so tentative about me though. Like I said, I, I I think they're the real deal. I think the the bees are the real deal. But it's also it also is early. And I don't wanna Yeah. I don't want to be pointing to like how amazing this team is just to have that, you know, maybe not maintain the whole year. Yeah, like, I don't. You don't want to eat crow later in the season. And have like you know gotten too excited too early about it. Yeah, I don't. I just. I just don't want to get disappointed by it. That's fair. I also just think that like when it blow up, this reminds me of like the Canucks game where it's like when you have a team as good as the Bruins against a team not as good. Like in the NHL, like it can still be one of those. Like, well, you know, they're still like like not so so far off. Where like they still got to like earn it. But like both these games, it's like. No, like they were this. The Bruins did not play at 100% against Chicago, like not far from it, but that was not them like full effort. They, I don't think they were like lazy or anything, but like I think, I think more like they would have found a higher gear if need be, which they didn't. I think they kind of did with Tampa because like Tampa was dangerous, like Tampa is always a very difficult team to play against. Um, I the Bruins outplayed them. But like the the game between Chicago and the Lightning, those were two completely different mm-hmm. games. Uh, I want to yeah, address. Tampa... No, go you go. Please go ahead. We'll, no, address you go. it, dude. Uh, Please address it. The David Krejci slap shot is back. It's back it's in a big way. Spades. Like he had that like one timer. It wasn't like a full full slap. There's something about a slap shot. It's so sweeping. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's he he starts so high and finishes so high. It's. It looks like almost like how McQuaid used to shoot. It's a um, it's an old school shot. Yeah. 
And it's so funny because Fluto just wrote an article about how like the slap shot is like dying out because it kind of is. Yeah. And then like <clears throat> the next two games, Krejci has like two back to back like pure slap shot goals. Well, I guess the first one again is more of a one timer. Mm-hmm. Like his his goal in the lightning game that was like sixty feet out, just like eh, I might as well. Like that was like who. I didn't know you could still score that goal in the NHL. No, I mean, you can't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to. <laughs> the he, crazy, did on, he did it on Vasilevsky, the greatest <laughs> goaltender in the world, probably. Like, uh, Except for that Linus guy. Uh, but there was... Who? Linus. Krejci. Uh, Krejci's goal in the uh, Chicago game, dude. That is like out of a dream. He stepped off the bench and then just skated a straight line into a one-time slap shot <laughs> in the, the middle of the effort. circle. <laughs> like, that is so silly. You've been on the ice for four seconds, and you just you take that shot in that space. I love it so much. It's so good. And it's like when he was playing in the Czech League last year, there was a lot of videos of him scoring goals like that. And I remember then, I'm like... All right, well, th- that's not the NHL. That's that doesn't really fly here. But he's just doing it anyways. Like I don't know what it 100%, is. One hundred percent. I I was thinking the same thing when I saw it, dude. I was like, I was like, oh, that's cool. That that doesn't fly here. That won't translate. Yeah, that's, sure it did. was almost like worrying me. I was like, well, yes, he's. It's like when someone's great in the preseason, like you don't want to like directly translate it. So it's like, yeah, he's like dominating this Czech league, but like, what's the talent pool like there compared to the NHL? And, like, he's not as dominant here as he was there, but, like, still, like, he's, what, four goals in the last three games? Like, he's doing pretty fucking well for himself right now. I think it's, like, 14 points or something. It's, like, the second that we said Krejci's kind of been coasting a little bit. Yeah, he just stepped it up. Yeah. Yeah, 14 points. Bear with me subscription. Yeah, five in the last three games. Yeah, love it. Love it. And then uh, that Foligno to Pasta goal too. Like, I, how much? Like, we don't even need to record new episodes because it's just constantly like, how about Nick Foligno? Like, like he's just so fucking we'll good play this it, year. We'll play the audio now of just. We'll, we'll just make a supercut. This gonna be like an eight minute supercut of me just saying how good Nick Foligno is in different in different facets. But like, it's just like, make a button that we press where it's like both of us going like, <laughs> Nick Foligno's really good, huh? He did another know. great thing. That would get a lot of use, honestly. And probably would just save us a lot of time. Yeah. But like, and it was like the way he like dragged that puck from like behind the Chicago defenseman, like around him. And then just like he carried it so far to the net, too. Like it, it was like he could have, he couldn't even really shot because by the time, if he did, like the goalie was so far on him. Like he kind of overplayed Felino. Like uh, and Felino was like completely telegraphing past. He was staring straight at Pasternak. Like had mm-hmm. the hands opened up. Like it wasn't even a question. So I don't really know how that happened. And it's Dude. like you can't even if it was reversed, <clears throat> and it was like Pasta doing it, and be like, all right, well it's Pasta. He's gonna fake pass and to shoot this, but it, Felino's carrying it with Pasta open. Like, exactly. Of it's going to Pasta. And like, pasta what? is like, coming down the lane with him. And it wasn't even close, like at all. Like again, some of these, like a lot of these goals in Chicago were not like, oh wow, that went in. It's like, yep, he capitalized on the open net. Like that play looked like those old highlights from like before goalies knew how to play goalie. Yeah, yeah. The defenseman you had know, a better like, chance of stopping that than the goalie did. Yeah, I mean, dude, that looks like Wayne Gretzky highlights. I don't know if you ever go back and watch 1980s hockey, but that's what it looked like. 
That's I like, don't understand him. Morazic or Gretzky? <laughs> Gretzky. Oh. Well, both, I suppose, but different reasons. Yeah. No, Gretzky had more five point games than he had zero point games. Like, what are you, dude? What are you, like, come on. Relax. We I think, get it. I don't think it's a con. I don't think it's a conversation that Wayne Gretzky is the most dominant professional athlete of all time. Yeah, that's the crazy part. It's not even like in hockey. It's just no no player ever took over their respectively the way that Gretzky did with the NHL. I, at my old job, when I was at Lumberland, um, I created a video series that I ended up getting canned before it went too far, but um, it was called In Terms of Baseball, and I was like taking players, and I would like translate their stats over to baseball, right? And it was like going to be like a five-part series. The first one was Tom Brady. And my whole plan was like make four videos of you know, converting like other players' stats into baseball, and like create this little universe here, just so that I could bring Wayne Gretzky over and show like, hey, like this guy would you know it, in terms he of hit eight hundred for twenty years, like <laughs> yeah, he he you know hit eighty home runs ten years in a row. He had more <laughs> RBIs than. Anybody had than anyone had hits. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, insane. Yeah. Dude, absolutely the most dominant player of all time. But we're not, I don't know. I don't know why I got into Gretzky there. Oh, because that it, goal looked made Morazic look like a 1980s goaltender. Yeah, just like b- before, like anybody understood, like the butterfly basically is just like, oh, what if we were good at this? Like, there's like watching like so many, it's, it's, this is such like a, uh, telling thing to say because like i've only watched modern hockey but like watching clips from like the 70s and 80s i'm like what the fuck are the goaltenders even there for like they either make these like they're just standing straight up they either make these like wild like put making thomas look conservative kind of saves or they're just like flopping around like some of them they're not even trying it's like a soccer goalie sometimes where it's just like Mm. Like, oh, I'm just not in position to make this save. I'm not even going to move. That's just the goal. I'm not getting that one. <laughs> it's it's in already. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's to like tell you. Free <laughs> shot. Like, ah, I don't think I got this one, boys. Skating to the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird. I do love watching clips from the old garden, though. Something about the yeah, Boston Garden, the cool. ice just looked different. There's something about it. Watching Bobby skate. I insane. love watching, like, like, 70s hockey. Yeah. Like Bobby Ooh. or like two, but Robert or mm. two, two strides, full speed. Oh, okay. Can't understand it. Like it makes no fucking sense. I think they scouted him at like seven. They're like, what's up with this kid? Like just how good he was at skating. Uh, I saw a thing that was like, you know, talking about how influential Bobby was in Boston. Um, the number of ice rinks in the state of Massachusetts from like whatever like 1965 or whatever to then like 1975 um went from like four to like 300 (laughs) (laughs) it was like the whole state was like oh we all want to be bobby Orr. like that's that's who we want to be like i know people who don't give a shit about hockey like like older Mm -hmm. relatives and even they were like 
like mesmerized by Bobby Orr. Like my grandfather could not give a shit about hockey, but he very fondly talks about the time he got to go to the Boston Garden to watch Bobby Orr skate, which is pretty fucking cool. Because like the closest thing I would say I have to that is like seeing McDavid play in person, like mm-hmm. seeing McDavid play at the Garden. Everybody at the Garden is excited to see McDavid get the puck. Like there's like a tension. There's like a kind of like everybody's shoulders are up. Like oh, mm-hmm. what's he gonna do? Oh, like shit. that's the closest thing, and I don't think that really even compares at all. No, I think I think there will be moments that, like you know, like when we're elderly, that like hockey moments that like will be that present for us. So, like like if if Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record, and yeah. like like oh like like telling them about watching Ovechkin and whatever, telling them about like McDavid's dominance but like i don't think there's anybody that i mean you're not going to get somebody like revolutionizing revolutionizing revol yeah yeah revolutionizing the game the way the way that like early 70s hockey in boston did yeah that's crazy even just like Um, there's a lot going on that era things change between this but like 70s hockey to 90s hockey those are like two completely different sports 90s hockey was fucking brutal like ruthless i think 90s sports sports across the board are just ugly. There's something I don't like the football pads from the 90s. I don't like like hockey helmets from the 90s. It's like we all have this like nostalgia for the 90s now, but like really remove that and look at it. I think it was like an ugly time for sports. Great games. Great games. I don't like the I just don't like the clunky fits. Not a great aesthetic. No. No, yeah. again, not the, probably not the most important part, yeah. but that's yeah. my main takeaway. I like it. Uh, wrap up the Chicago game. The Taylor Hall mm-hmm. goal from like what, like right from the blue line for McAvoy's fourth assist of the game. Insane. Love it. Yeah. First star. He had four assists. Mm-hmm. Brad had three assists and pasta with two goals. The, the only other thing from this game is like the last 10 seconds were so fucking funny. Yeah, because they were just like desperately trying to get Bergeron the point. <laughs> just feeding them, feeding them, feeding them. Why do we uh, do that every game? It works. Just like pick, just like fuck it. Like, let's just pretend that he's on 999 again. <laughs> I think I think if you find yourself up what six to one at the end of a game in any other scenario. And you are applying that pressure, I think you you make some enemies. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an asshole move. Like I do think there was like a moment after the buzzer where like somebody needed it explained to them. You know, like yeah, like can you why why <laughs> like there had to be we were somebody was like, like why are you what are they doing right now? He's already dead. <laughs> like it's a five goal game in the last twenty seconds. Maybe we don't do this. Yeah, I I was really fucking ready for that one. 1000th point. Yeah. It was the garden was bumping that night. Like it, they kind of needed a warm up of it. Like I, my body was like, um, garden's a little quiet. And it was like only a few minutes in. I'm like, yeah, like it's they respond more than they initiate. Like, mm-hmm. like the moment anything starts going, like the, the temperature rises and like mm-hmm. the vote voices rise. But by the end of the game, everybody was just so fucking into it. I loved it. Unreal game. Uh, shout out. Foligno again, shout out uh, McAvoy for a four-point game. Shout out Swayman for uh, uh, what is fourth start, third complete game. 
I hate that when I type out Swayman, my swagman. phone and my computer make it into Swagman. swagman. Why is Swagman? I don't know. I wish why it is were, that like accepted? I wish that were a cooler nickname because I don't think it is. It's, a it's certainly not. It would it would be so much. I want to just make it as a nickname so I don't have to stop changing the autocorrect. I've been I've been reading Swagman as I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm like, don't say Swagman, don't say don't Swagman. Do no, and no. I had to had to point uh, it out. I'm glad that's everybody, not just me. I was afraid that like maybe it was in my history that like I typed Swagman. Oh no, Why would I have done that? That's just Steve Jobs' ghost fucking with you. Ah, uh, the lightning. That was an interesting game. I watched I'm that one Rina. after the fact. Um, so that. I, I I wasn't again like I'm never like uh oh but I'm like ooh interesting like when like a team comes out kind of shooting against the Bruins and obviously they fucking did there I think the biggest difference in shots and goals like twelve to three at one point like in the first for favoring the Lightning so they came out fucking gunning and like they got that first goal which doesn't happen very often against Boston right now and it was their fault. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. So Clifton took the guy in the corner and then Lindholm with Frederick and I think no sick fucking just standing, standing mm -hmm. around. Okay. I will say this is Hampus Lindholm's first bad game. This was a bad game for Hampus Lindholm. He had two really, really bad uh, outcomes because of his yeah. defensive zone play. And this was the first one. He was yeah. a minus one. This is his first minus game of the season. And wow. he earned it. This was not not a great game for Lindholm. Not a Hampus game. Uh, and it's, that, he wasn't even terrible. He just wasn't good, which is like... I mean, he had two pretty devastating effects on goals. Like this one, this centering pass is criminal. Is which criminal. one was that? Uh, in the first goal. Oh, okay. I, I just looked at it as like he was just not doing anything. Like... Yeah, I mean, you can't allow that. You can't allow that 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 passing lane to have. And when I saw it, I mean, my first thought was like, all right, you know, this this is a good team. We're down early on the road. It was going to happen. So, like, I was honestly immediately out of the gate like, hey, drop it. We drop it like that. that that's fine. I just want to see the boys do their thing. Do their thing. Holy shit. Sorry. <laughs> my God. It's the land shark. My lung. Uh, and then, like. A couple minutes later, Krejci has that 1985 All-Star Game goal. I love that shit so fucking much. Not <laughs> only because it's Krejci, because, like, again, I'm a big Krejci guy. Mm -hmm. There's just something aesthetically pleasing about that kind of slap shot goal where it's mm -hmm. like, eh, might as well. Like, that's like when Bert, like, Achara would be in a shootout in the 12th round. He's like, well, I might as well just try to take a slap shot from, like, 25 feet out. Like, why not? Yeah. And again, it's just the fact that he scored it on Vasilevsky. And like he, like they, Nesson broke it down pretty well, like the angle. Like mm -hmm. Vasilevsky was like kind of cheating to his left a bit. Like there wasn't a ton, but like it's exactly where Krejci put it. Like there was mm -hmm. a spot there. And I think it went under his arm too. Did that get tipped on the way? There Not by anybody. Okay. There's, there was nobody in front of him. It was Krejci was yeah, the only no, the one in the zone. The D man like tried to put a stick out for it. Oh, no. I think it, that just I went, it that went off his arm. It a little oh. bit. I think that was just off Vasilevsky's arm. Hmm. But I mean, McAvoy, another assist for McAvoy. He's like, for a guy that like missed as many games as he did, like McAvoy's like already churning out the points. He already has eight assists. Mm -hmm. Love it. But like, yeah, even like through that first period, like the first like, I don't know, like 15 minutes or so, that was like all lightning. 
They're mm-hmm. such an explosive team. <clears throat> like, I don't even want to just say fast because they're not just like fast skaters because they are like Brandon Point, Kucherov. Like, they're blindingly fast. But they just give you no room to breathe. Like, they're just fucking on you all the time. Like, and like, not even just like smothering you, but just like coming out of nowhere to get on you. Like, they're a hard team to play against. Like, I know they're not great right now. They're fine. I mean, they're 11 and 7 and uh, 2, I think. And then 11, 7 and 1, mm-hmm. which is that's a good record. Um, yeah. Third in the Atlantic. Like, yeah, but like, there's something, I don't know. They, they, that was a hard, harder game to win for the Bruins. And then they scored five straight, but you know. Something about this team, the Lightning, yeah, is just unlikable, but not. They're not hateable. They're just not likable. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. That is, I was putting a significant amount of effort into thinking about how I feel about the Lightning, and I was like, I need to ask Joe because, like, I don't really know. Like, I. I don't love them. I kind of hate them, but at the same time, really respect them. But then I'm annoyed that I respect them. I feel the same way about them as I feel about the Houston Astros. Like my, like obviously, there's the whole cheating thing. So like it's a little different, but it's like it's like ugh, like your circumvention. You can, I don't know, it's not the same, but but there's something there. It's like yeah, ugh, yeah, like that's... you guys, it's you're not clean. There's something not clean about mm-hmm. you, and like you're always good, and like you have a bunch of stars who like I don't hate, but like I'm. I can tell that they're assholes. Like, yeah, Braden Point plays like a dick. I like, oh yeah, oh he yeah, he is. I'd love asshole. to have him in Boston. I, there's something <laughs> about the way. Oh, we'll, we'll get to. I know you have another guy you feel that way about. Uh, Braden Point. This dude, is my first note of the game. Actually, <laughs> my my first note is literally give Rob the floor for Victor Hedman. So, oh no, I love Hedman. I love Hedman. I know you do. I know you do. But. Point, but real quick, real quick. On okay, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about a guy who goes 112% um, on plays like breakaways and um, I don't know, high scoring opportunity. Look, these like cherry picked <laughs> goal seeking, point seeking ventures, and then like just giving up on a play. Just like never getting back, never physically uh, trying to win battles in the corners. And he plays just this brand of hockey that like his personality seeps through. And I don't know. Maybe he's the fucking selfish. Is that it? Yeah. It It feels like just the way you described it. Like, I'm just going to pour out the bucket for me to get a point. But if it comes to a back check, it's like I'm going to the bench. It's like, yeah, it's like Malkin light. It's okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's like, you know, like his his first note to the rookie would be like, hey, like, give me the puck more, you know? Uh, and I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm totally off base and like he's a nice dude. I don't know really anything about him off the ice. It's just like when guys play like that, you have to assume it's their personality seeping into their gameplay. I don't know. No, I can see that. But I, and his name's Braden, which doesn't, this does not help him <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah, my, my but yeah, actual... I'm gonna give you the floor on Victor Hedman, dude. Yeah, okay. Get, no, so I have, I have two and... lightning players I would like to talk about. Okay, well, f- before I even get to that, my first note is actually about the Let's Go Bruins chant at the lightning at the Amelie Arena. So mm-hmm. loud. And I you can hear the booing too, but there there's clearly so many fucking Bruins fans. You've seen the game there, I'm sure. Like it's yeah. not no shortage of black and gold. 
Uh, but my my second note is I hate Pat Maroon because I <laughs> hate Patrick Maroon. I don't really hate him. There's just something really upsetting to me that Patrick Maroon won three Stanley Cups in a row. I don't like him. I don't. I like don't him. like that at all. Like that's like, and it's so weird because like I like his style. Like I like big body guys. Like I'm. A, I was a big Buffalo guy. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something about him. Like you did not deserve to win three Stanley Cups in a row, and it hurts that one of them came against Boston. That's obviously a big part. I don't know. But, is that is that really a huge part of it though? Because I don't think it is. Not it's not for him? me. Oh, for me it is. I don't know. That it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. Which is so weird because like I don't have any problem with him beyond that. Like, I don't know. There's just fat pat. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I didn't I, like him before that. Before it's like I I don't know. That added to it and whatever, like losing a cup to him, but it's like I just I don't know. It's a it's a vibe thing, dude. Like the difference between him and Buff is like really just a vibe thing. Buff didn't give a shit. Buff acted like he didn't want to play hockey. He was just like, I kind of need to. <laughs> It's like when someone's like seven feet tall, it's like, I don't really want to play basketball, but I kind of have to. It's like you look at at some of the things that Buff did, and like there's moments where like he was real, real dirty player. Like he did some oh, really yeah. bad things. Yeah, there were moments big guys. Like, it's easy for big guys to be dirty. Yeah. And Andy was also just like just dirty. I think he could have been half a size. He still would have like done some of this bad shit that he did. But like looking back at it, it's like, I never, why did this never affect me? Like, why did I see all of this bad shit? And it never affected my opinion of him. And Pat Maroon, it's like, I can't really tell you the, what he did to piss me off, but it's permanent. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Um, but then the headman, I have a note later on. It says, headman is nuts. <clears throat> I, headman's probably the best defenseman in the world, I think. I mean, like, if I were to build a team, I would probably start on defense with Victor Headman. He's one of the, he's probably the best skater. I mean, no, Camel Car is probably the best skating defenseman now. Um, he's just everything. He's a huge guy, fast skater, incredibly agile skater, can score, can hit, can play defense responsibly. Big part in their in their Stanley Cup victories. I don't like playing against him. He's why he's never an easy guy to play oh, against. Every game is frozen. Hello. Oh, you're there now. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Hello? I was fine on my end. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm in a closet, dude. Cut that, cut that, cut that. No, 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 but Hedman. Yeah, what are you going to do? Just very difficult guy to play. Yeah, that's honestly really it. What's up with the biting of the mouth guard on breakaways? Because he did that. I know Patrick Kane did that. Do you know some players do that? They like take the mouth guard out of their mouth, and they're like biting on it. Like it's out of their teeth. And they have it like halfway across their mouth and they're just chewing on it while they're on the ice. I don't know. I mean, is it a Steph Curry thing? Maybe. I don't know. Everyone's it's trying like to a Martian Steph. always has his tongue out when he's has when Martian's setting up for his back foot snap, his tongue is always out. Which is why it didn't surprise me when he yeah, started licking people. It's like, well, yeah, he licks himself all the time. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, do you have the Nick Felino button? Uh, no, but we do need to talk about him again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what an effort by Nick Felino, dude. Unreal effort in front of the net. And like that is the uh, exact play that he and then diving for a rebound. Sorry, that is the exact play that in practice earlier that morning, he took a puck to the face and had to get several stitches. They showed a video of it. Like he just got he ate a puck. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to talk about that. I didn't see it. I didn't. He's fine. He's Nick. 
He's been through worse. So he got stitches pregame. Mm-hmm. Did you see? I did not see that. Where where on his like face? On him? I don't know. It, it's like I, I saw it. It was really quick. And they just showed him like kind of on the ground and then coming up with a towel to his face. And then Brick was like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, that's not a, not a big deal. <laughs> like they just get hit in the face with pucks sometimes. But the, it was like the exact same scenario. It was like, I think it was a power play goal, actually. Um, yeah, it was. But it was just like a, a high shot, and then it hit the ground, and he dove and swatted it in. It was great for the taking the lead. Absolutely unreal. But a, another awesome game from Nick, even beyond that, too. Yeah. But that that was an off, uh, a moment where, similar to the Chicago game, it's like, why was he left alone in that much space? Why did he have that space? Yeah, I that don't. That's. No... I feel like that's happening more. It's just players sitting on the crease, unbothered, way more than that used to happen. Which is, it would be one thing if it's like, yeah, it's just that's not really where goals are coming from. But the, they, the Bruins are consistently scoring goals right in the crease, like very consistently lately. I don't get it at all. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. It's it's very strange. It goes against everything that every coach ever yelled at me or any other like youth hockey player. Like yeah. you clear that guy out. You move him. You you your priority is to get your body to move their body out of there. And at some point in the last three years, NHL coaches are like, you know, if he's there, he's there. Give him a space. Give him his time. Well, don't be rude about it. Uh, random. He was thing. there first. Yep. <laughs> Did you hear how fucking loud the refs were when they were calling the penalty? It was so... I was laughing every time. They'd be like, player ain't gonna buy their penalty interference. Like, it was just, like, so quick and, like, sudden and so loud. It was like, oh, shit. It was like, the the levels were way off. It was way too fucking loud. But it was so funny for some reason. The first time it happened, it totally caught me off guard. And then they just did it again. Like, No, I did not catch that. Yeah. And then McAvoy the, the, on ice, hot mics have been picking up some some good stuff with the refs this year. I was going to say there was in the second period there was like the Lightning tried to clear the puck and it hit a ref, and um, Marshan picked it up and like you, I don't know what you just hear one of the Lightning go fuck and like they yell. I think they yelled like fuck you or something or fuck something. I think it was oh fuck off. Yeah, something like that. But it was. I think so, it was the official that yelled so, it. It might okay because like if they yelled the official and the official yelled back or something like that. I think I, don't know. I think what happened is he took the he took are you talking about like when he took the dump like off of his head or off of his chest? I mean I don't know. It was like on from the camera's perspective, it was on like the closer boards. Mm-hmm. And yes. it was like they, yeah. they would have had the out. It wasn't even a dump, it was like a pass. They were passing it from their own zone, like into the neutral zone. There was a lightning play right there. Mm-hmm. It was up the boards, but it went off of a ref and it stopped, and then Martian collected it and went back into the, the lightning zone. Nothing came from it, but it was just one of those like, eh, it happened. And it happened later in the game. And then the brick was like, second time that's happened. And then they had a good yeah. chuckle about it. They've been, they've been getting hit, dude. Because I think the clip I'm talking about is a third example. Oh, my God. Of a, of, a, of, a, of a ref getting hit with a puck. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe, maybe get out of the way. Yeah. Dude, I have another problem with the officials, dude. The coil goal. The coil goal was waved off because, because the official throw. wasn't in position to see the puck go into the net. It should never have had to be reviewed, period. And then when they did review it, it took about 30 times longer than it needed to. 
the fact that they were like, oh, it didn't cross the goal line. I'm like, what? Like, if you want to, like, say the net was dislodged or something, like, I guess. But, like, to be like, oh, it didn't cross the goal line. Jack was going It's like you're not even arguing the right thing. Jack was, like, (laughs) Jack was so fucking mad. He was like, the ref is about to embarrass himself in front of the 19,000. Like, he was just livid. Even Brick was like, what are you talking about? That's not a goal. Even the lightning players on the ice, like their body language, they were like, yeah, fuck, they just scored. Like nobody other than the ref had any doubt that that was a goal. Silly. That was that was straight up goofy. Were you were you worried that they were going to call it the other way? Not really. I mean, like there was no to me. I'm like, that needs to be a goal. Like there's what kind of made me upset is when I was rewatching was watching replays of it, like on YouTube. Watching through the lightning feed, the commentators were like, "Oh, that, oh, that that might be too close to call." Like, what? what the fuck are you talking? What is too close? <laughs> like, like yeah, the net comes off, but like it, there's like it's not that close. Like when you watch it in slow motion, like it's really not. Like they're like that. It's yeah, also not a cut goal. and dry decision that like if the net's off the moorings that like a puck that's crossing the line. Yeah, like, is like that, well, that's is that where a the net hard was. Black and white. Like, I don't know. I was I was about I to ask you. I feel like I've heard there has I'm been goals pretty where sure like that the, the official can rule that like the puck was going in. Yeah, be like the net sloshing would doesn't did not affect that at all. I don't know. That just kind of upset me. It was just like I don't know if it was a bias or what. Like from the Lightning commentator's perspective, but they're like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of close. Like, no, it's I've not. I've said Fuck this off. before, bro. The Lightning radio is maybe the hardest listen in sports. Is it really? I didn't know that. I don't know why I would know it. It is the most Homer broadcast in the world, but just like blind Homerism. Like I obviously I'm a big Jack Edwards fan. I like, I like Mm -hmm. regional guys to be Homers, but like being, being a Homer and being dumb (laughs) and being loud and obnoxious. It's, it's a bad combo. I think you can listen on the NHL app. I'd I not. would give that a go if you hate yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'm in. All right, fair. Uh, I oh this not a situation. Not as pretty tough. Yeah, like, oh my god. Up. Yeah, you're a you're Real a slideshow right now. You're a slideshow right now. You are responding to something that happened so long ago. This is going to be so funny in audio form. When this I have is no out, idea. People are going to be this like, going to sound. I know what he's responding to, but it's so long ago. Um. Hello. Oh man. <laughs> All right. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's so weird cuz you sound perfectly fine to me. All right. Well, there we go. Well, you're back. You're back. We're back. I'm really this is going to suck because if I recorded it, I think it would have been fine. Cuz you've never dropped for me at all. I don't even know how that works. We've really forgiving listeners. Thanks, guys. Thanks for. I've been, I've been getting more with comments us. from people that like I that di- I didn't tell about the podcast, and they're like, "Oh, I heard it. It's awesome." I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" And like, shout out to our Milford Mass listeners. I know we got some passionate listeners out there. Thank you very much, guys. In the milf, you in, got some. The milf. Is that what they call it? The milf Ford. Did they For call the milf final five. Oh. 
don't we've, don't finish it. Don't finish it. That's it. all I right. Pushed. Cut that. Cut that. Sorry. Right. There was something there. There's something there. Hey, it's, it's tired. It's it's tired. I'm tired. Uh, how fucking good was Olmark this game? I mean, like again, like next to the Nick Felina button is the Olmark button. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like, very good. The My answer would be very good. First period is the reason the Bruins did not lose this game in the first period is because of Olmark. Uh, and then Frederick like crunching his left arm into the boards. Holy shit! I thought that was worse. Yeah. Like yeah, on the repl- I thought it like he fully broke his arm in a really ugly way. I haven't even heard anything about him. <laughs> yeah, there's like on oh, no, don't worry, but he's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I. I I will say, I think like the biggest takeaway from from there on, like after after seeing Freddie's good, my okay. main takeaway from this game therein was like Lindholm was Lindholm okay. struggling. Um, that giveaway. I mean, it's it's hard to be critical when you're 17 and goddamn two. Oh, we can find, like we can find the space to be critical. Freddie's day to day, by the way. Somehow, oh. somehow. I don't, I don't get that at all. No, nor do I. Um, you know, oh my god, dude. Am I yeah, can we can we talk the biggest about this moron? What you know, you know what we're what I'm missing, Not... what we need to talk about. What, what you go, go ahead, Rob. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, is that it? Yes, Patrice Bergeron. Hit? Okay, Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. I it was adorable because it looked like <laughs> he didn't realize he was getting the point on that goal until Marshan like was like sprinting at him, pointing at him. And he kind of yeah. just like threw his arms up like, Oh, yay. Like it was <laughs> like, oh, I'm happy oh, for oh, you. Yes, Nice. And like, if th- there is uh two ideal ways for that point to occur, one is him scoring and two is Marshan scoring. Yeah. Like that's gotta be a top moment in Marshan's life. Unironically is scoring for Terry Spurgeon's thousandth point. Yeah, I'd like to hear him asked about it because I think that he would have a really, yeah, and, and not, I like that that side of him coming out. Very few players, I think, have ever had the gravitas for a milestone goal like that to stop the game so the bench can clear and celebrate it. That doesn't happen very yeah. often. No, I think and if there was it. ever a guy, I was texting you about this. But I'm going to say it on here, too, just so we can be a bummer real quick, because I feel like we were getting a little too happy right there. Good point. I was thinking about you know his his thousandth point, and I was like, I was like going to tweet something about it, and I was like, uh, I was thinking like uh, something with the rafters, like, what do I say? Something with the rafters. And then I was like, just thinking in my head, like, man, like there will be a day where like I watch Bergeron's number go up into the rafters. Like, that's that's pretty cool, but that's also really sad. And I was like trying to shout the thought out of my head. I was like, "Don't think about that, man. Don't worry about that. That's years away. That's a long time away. That's a that's a long, far ways off. Wait a sec. No, it's not. It's really not. Wait. He was like, there was a chance that he was retiring before this season. Yeah. And like next year, it's like I mean, it's all but decided. Like he's like, this is it. I give it a less than ten percent chance he comes back again. I uh, yeah, I would give it less than that, even that's generous. If, that's that's wishful thinking as me saying it's a ten percent chance. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's done. It's over. It's, he has a couple months left. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to be well emotionally when that happens. Uh, the Bergy chant <laughs> coming from the away crowd. I mean, again, I know there's a lot of Bruins fans. Brought a tear to my eye. I was because again, my brain kind of went to like, okay, this is the last ride. It just means a lot yeah. to like, I think most Bruins fans and like a lot of Bostonians and me personally, like I was, I was a Bergeron fan longer than I've been a Bruins fan in like 2007 when I was like in the seventh grade, I just very randomly started liking Patrice Bergeron for some reason. Couldn't tell you why. I think I just saw a video mm. of him. and was like, Oh, this would be cool to like him. I got like a Bergeron Jersey, like a Bergeron <laughs> shirt. I I've still have the shirt like 15 years later. It's torn to hell. Uh, so I, it's, I had no idea why, and I didn't watch hockey much for another five years. And then I was like, oh, right, this guy. Oh, okay, I was right to love him. Like, I don't know. It's just, he's a very Some, There's something, guy. like you said, there's a there's a gravitas to him. There's a, yeah. there's something that's just, I don't know. Uh, God bless him, though. I mean, <sighs> He should have. I, I, this is like not a worthwhile conversation whatsoever. <laughs> captain, but a captain clause in your contract is so fucking stupid. And it, it made me so mad at Zidane Chara, like unironically actually pissed for like years of my life. Oh, I was yeah, like, no, Bergeron I should have it. I was yeah, like, you, you I hated started, Chara largely because he, you felt he was keeping the C from Bergeron. I and remember it's not years important. of you not liking Chara. I was, I overdid it because. <laughs> because of how much I gave a shit about about Bergey having a letter on his chest, yeah, I, yeah. I really I steered into the skid too hard and like ended up saying like some some stuff about Char that I like surely didn't mean. Um, but yeah, I just I just I don't know. I, he should be like the face of Boston sports. Like after Tom Brady left, it's like okay, like the Celtics are like a, all a young core, uh, you know. The the socks like lost Mookie, so like they don't have like the I guess it will, it will be Devers one day. It probably already kind of is, but like the face of Boston sports, like very well maybe Patrice Bergeron. It, it, what's weird to me, and, and what, that's crazy. Yeah, the point you're touching on is something I think about a lot. How Boston can simultaneously be like the biggest hockey market in the country, probably. Like, as, as far as, like, NHL fans go, it's, like, Boston is, like, one of the cities. It's, like, it's a hockey town. Like, and people who know sports know that Boston is a hockey town. Like, hockey and baseball are really probably the two right now anyways. But despite mm -hmm. that, like, hockey and, like, really specifically here, Bergeron just doesn't have that, like, it doesn't reach out to people who don't follow sports. Like people who didn't follow sports knew who Tom Brady was. People who didn't follow sports like knew who some of the bigger Red Sox right. players were. People in Boston, in my experience, don't really know who Bergeron is unless they're they're already sports fans, which is really sad to me because like it's like it when I try to more to the league than anything else. Yeah, they're awful at marketing. Honestly, really fucking bad at marketing. But like when you have someone like Bergeron, like someone that is like like beyond hyperbole probably the closest thing to a perfect person you will find and has been like this like incredibly effective and instrumental part of your organization for like 16 17 years 18 years and for him to not have the respect i think he i still don't think he gets the respect he deserves 
which is crazy because he already has so much. Have I said on here the whole like Christmas present thing? I don't know what you're Bergie talking about. Does. So probably not. Or, oh, no, like you the, did not. I know what you're talking about, but no, you you did not. The end of season thing? No. Yeah, that like Bergy, like at the end of the year, like the guys, and uh, uh, like every team does this. They're like, they'll, they'll pool together money to give to like the staff for as like a, some, some teams do it for Christmas. Some teams do it for end of the season, but it's more common at the end of the season. Like they'll, they'll get money together and, you know, like the, um, some of the trainers and some of the, it's not, not like the coaching staff. It's, it's like, you know, like the, the folks who don't make as much money, you know, uh, we're on the side and the what? Like more on the sidelines, like laundry guys, mm-hmm. uh, social media guys, fucking, you know, the skate sharpeners, like guys doing that, that kind of stuff. Um, and Bergie regularly gives like, like five figures into, into that pool. And uh, like, he takes care of people and like, he is like, is and that more than what not, most people give? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm people people throw money in and whatever, but I mean, like, Bergie like leads the charge. Bergie like is the guy reminding people to do it. Like, starts with his own like five fig, like I said, five figure drop into this pool. Um, he's, and that's not something that like, that's not a PR move. That's not like doing in front of cameras. That's like yeah, that's something nobody knows about, and he's just like a genuinely fucking awesome guy. And uh, that clip of him talking about him like having to um, hide his injuries from his parents during the 2013 <laughs> yeah uh, playoffs yeah it's just like you hear that story get talked about so much you almost forget that's a dude who played professional hockey with a collapsed lung. Broken it's ribs, like just tell yourself torn cartilage, separated shoulder, broken nose, concussion. I would I I have called out of work because I wake up feeling off. <laughs> and like that man was like in a car crash and was playing in the Stanley Cup finals. He was hospitalized for several days the moment the playoffs ended. I think he was in the hospital for almost a week. And like, I don't think many people knew the extent of the injuries. Like, they knew something was going on, but like, mm-hmm. to him, he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna not play. Like, that's not an option." Like, he was like, "I would, I was finding a way to play." It's like almost like Chara playing with a broken jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like another thing. Bruins win the Cup 2019. I think that's like a, a bloody sock moment in Boston sports is Chara coming mm-hmm. back with a with a jaw wired shut, not missing a game. I, uh, this is, I mean, that moment, the, the like ovation for Chara, mm-hmm. like giving me goosebumps to think about, but, yeah. uh, I've, this is like another, like, this is just a little, a BTS on that story. Just cause like you're, you're bringing it up. Like I can't not yeah, mention I, this, I, I this know. story. Um, that, uh, so Chara had surgery, right. To, to wire his, his jaw and whatever. He um he went to the hospital alone 
because like, he bikes everywhere in this or biked everywhere in the city or he walked or the largest whatever. bicycle just, like, on the planet. take care of himself and yeah riding a bicentennial like it's a bmx <laughs> and he um when he came out of surgery he was like his first words were like am i good to go and they're like oh well, you need to wait for it to wear off and whatever he's like but i, I can leave and that got up, put his stuff on and left. Like he was out the door, like within a couple of minutes of waking up, <laughs> which is uh, the, the words used to convey this story to me by somebody who was there uh, was alarmingly quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and that's I mean, you want to be like, that's, that's hockey players, but then like normalizing to that level of toughness, like that's Chara, like Chara is like, all right. I'm good, right? Like, I love it. Yeah, that's another guy that I mean. I think you know, Chara probably got his his due with the respect, but that that moment alone, like, I think people kind of forget about the significance of that. And it it's if it's not really punctuated with the championship right afterwards, it's easier to forget about. Like, would we really remember the bloody sock all that well if the Red Sox didn't win in 2004? Like, would it matter as much? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. And it's it's a sour... It's a sour memory. Yeah, honestly, the the that 2019 run is... It's genuinely hard for me to think about sometimes. Like, that's... the the I, It was such a heartbreak for me, I couldn't process it. It was months before I really felt it. Which sounds like so extra to people who like uh, are invested as as you and I are, but like, I like I, I I caught myself being like, well, it's just a game, and then later on, I'm like, I've never in my life said that about hockey. Like, that's not how I talk about hockey. <laughs> like, that's I was I was bad. I was in the bad spot. Yeah, it's yeah. like the the clip I get seen or I see the most get thrown around is like the the Krug no helmet hit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I I can't res I can't revel in that moment. I can't because like one because like the fate of Krug wearing a Blues jersey. I it's still and weird to me. also like the idea that like that moment didn't end up meaning anything. It washed like it, away. It washed away. It's like I I see it all the time, and it's like. I want to be able to block that video from my playing on my phone. Like it, it hurts to see it. It was, yeah, man. Even... I mean, game seven, game seven. I, I remember going outside and like smoking a cigarette with my roommate. Um, and this was, uh, you know, between, it was either after the first or after the second. And, uh, he was a lot more concerned than I was. And I was just in full denial. I was like, they're going to win. Like they're going to, they're going to turn it around. Like, I'm not worried about it, dude. Like, calm down. And after it ended, I think I just kind of sat there like, what's going to happen? Like, there's got to be something wrong. Well, why is this? Yeah. Why is this? Why am I? Why are we talking about 2019 right now? I We're know. winning the cup. This year. I would rather be talking about Eric Carlson. That's that's where I'm at right now. Holy shit. What the are Bruins, we doing? The Bruins are at the top of the Atlantic, obviously, with yep. 17 wins. And the next uh, and second place is Toronto with 10. Tampa has more wins, but less points because Toronto has lost in overtime five times a quarter of the <laughs> way through the season. Like, are they going to have 20 OT losses? They're on base for it. That'd be incredible, honestly. Um, how many points 
I would say halfway through the season, you want to be separated from second place before you're like, we are untouchable. Like no one in the Atlantic is coming in first. I don't know if there's a number. I don't either. Because it just takes you to go on a losing streak and them to go on a winning streak. That's all it is like. And and they happen. So especially this fucking year, it's nothing but losing and winning (laughs) streaks. New Jersey's won 13 games in a row and they're not even in first place. Like that's crazy. It's too many. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a number, to be honest with you. Um, not that I think Toronto is capable of like getting crazy hot, but like I also could see a, a, a world where they pick it up in the second half and look great, maybe even overtake the Atlantic uh, and then just don't win a playoff game. I think that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. Has that happened to Toronto before? Uh, yeah, so... I want uh, when I said <laughs> I when I say uh, I could see it happening, what I meant was it happens all the I've fucking seen time. it many times, <laughs> so yeah. many fucking times. It's all they do. Like, you almost want it to go to seven games at this point because it's just <laughs> funny. It's just funnier. It's like, do it. What do you? What do yeah. you guys? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Leafs. What do you guys like? What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? Come on, no, time? take a swing. That's take like a my swing. favorite. That's like my favorite days on Twitter are like Leafs game seven. Cause like I just go <laughs> I on just hockey Twitter collapse. and I just, all I do is just say like, what do you guys think is going to happen? You guys, you guys have any guesses for how the game's going to go? Or like Steve Dangle just melting down. Like I like Dangle a lot, and, but, I, but I, I live for his just like mental collapse game seven Leafs videos and just how much he both hates, but like kind of in a way respects the Bruins mostly hates. He interviewed Bergeron and it was so funny because like, he like started off with making a comment about like the, the comeback and Bergeron took it in stride. I haven't seen that. I got to see that. I, I really nice. like uh, Dangle stuff. Yeah, me too. I like him. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, another Wait, fucking you... great duo of games. The Florida game I'm looking forward to. Florida's not great either. They're not, you know, terrible, but. I don't. I think it'll be easier to beat the Panthers than it was the Lightning, and we beat the Lightning pretty pretty effectively. Even when the Lightning scored those two goals to make it five three, like I was not like, oh no, I was like, oh his stats, that's a shame. But like Linus is still leading the league in goaltending percentage, so I'm not. He's fine. He has a one nine six goals allowed, and he's tied with Hellebuck with a nine three five. Rob, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think the Panthers have won like one home game this month. Uh, I can tell you that right now. At home, I don't know about the month, but they're five, two, and two at home. I think it's like their last three home games or something. Uh, yeah, they lost to Calgary at home, Dallas. Um, yeah, because they won. Those are okay teams, not great. They're nine. Yeah. The, the Panthers are nine, eight, and two. Not a terrible record. Nothing great. They're very middle. Like their stats are kind of mid. Their power play kind of sucks. They're at eighteen percent, averaging three point three two goals a game. Oddly, letting up three point three two goals a game. How odd! They just let up five goals to the Blue Jackets. Oh no! They let up oh, five no. goals to the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know how we feel about. Everybody knows how we feel about them. That's terrible. I'm gonna start saying their name like. Forget that that Kachuk is in Florida. Matthew Kachuk, that is. Mm. 
All right, let's take a look at this roster. The Let's Panthers took 50 shots on the Blue Jackets. They took 50 shots and they lost. <sighs> Incredible. Yes, but yeah, no. So again, not terribly worried about the Panthers game. I, I think the Bruins win this one. If I'm going to, if predictions are going to be my thing now, because I was going to predict the Lightning game was going to be contentious. Um, I say five to two, maybe four to two, four to two or five to two. I'll, I'll I feel ride, pretty good about, I'll I feel pretty good about that. Too. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. All right. Um, just running down the, the roster here. Matthew Kachuk leads the Florida Panthers at 25 points in 17 games behind him. As uh, Oh, my God. Barkov's not right behind him. Check that out. Right, yeah, that's kind of surprising. I do not. I was know like who ready Montour to say. It, and I, was like, Wait a <laughs> I do not know who these guys are. They have a lot of names I do not recognize, which is like typically not. It's both telling of my knowledge of the NHL beyond the Bruins, and also like it's probably not great if I don't know anybody on your roster. Whoa, they got they got two stalls over there. Yeah, I saw. They I don't... didn't know Mark Stall was still playing. I thought he was blind. I think they are both blind now. Yeah, well, Mark Stahl, that was like one of the first years I watched hockey. Mark Stahl took a slap shot to the eye, and that's one of the worst things I've ever seen on the ice. Like, he was just writhing on the ground, and it was ugly. There's too many stalls. Yeah, Eric, also. Eric Stahl like, just lost What the fuck is going on? 38. He has zero points in 12 games, and yeah, he's I mean, a minus dude, five. Eric is 38 years old. Holy shit, just that's hang him old. up, my guy. Right off into the sunset. Spencer Knight. Uh, the 243 goals against the 918. Sergey, you're under arrest, Bobrovsky. I love Bob. 362 and an 888. Yeah, their goalies are not, Bob. not doing great right now. Yeah, Bob. Bob is a very streaky. Start. He's streaky. I feel like a lot of goalies are just really streaky. But yeah, I mean, honestly, again, like I don't feel terribly threatened by this roster. They're leading the league with shots per game. They they take almost 41 shots a game on average. That's fucking nuts. That's a really crazy stat. Compared to the Bruins who are like 25th place, but are somehow leading the league in goals. I don't understand that. Matthew Kachuk has taken 77 <laughs> shots this year. That's so many. In 17 games. I don't know what that math is. How many has uh, Alexander like Barkov taken? Is it the is it the fun number? It's the number that looks like two people um fellatiating. That's a good it's a good word. Dude, this it's a good way to end the episode. Do you wanna do you wanna just hard cut it on the word fellatio? We should just name the we should just name the episode Fellatio. That'll get listeners, I think. That that would pique my interest. We should start naming the episodes like guests that we don't have. <laughs> that would be fucking so funny to name it like, yeah, fellatio. And speaking with of Nick Wayne Felino. Gretzky. <laughs> Talking fellatio with Nick Felino. People are like, they did what? And the episode's not about that. We never said that. Don't ever say we said that. We could like change the name of the episode too. We could like put it out with that for like 10 minutes and then change it and be like, we, that was not. We'll get all the, the Twitter traffic. It'll be great. And that. I like that. It's called marketing.
All right. We're thanks for it. hanging okay. out with us. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, you'll hear us again when you hear us again, I guess. I know you're in vacation land, so I'm not going to keep yeah. pressing you to this. M- Maine is vacation land, brother. What a yeah, dumbass. Yeah. Why? Fuck, fuck you. Maine, calm down. Fuck you, man. You're okay. You're cold. You, you, listen, listen, listen. You, it, it, you're not the Pacific Northwest, dude. That's that's what Maine is. It's Maine like, is the Florida of New England. I like that. I like that. A lot of retirees. Yep. Very um, red. Very red. Very red. Yeah. 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 A lot of water. It's mm-hmm. just Florida if it were cold half the year. It's a weird mashup of the other two, like corners it's adjacent to. You know. Yeah, it is like Pacific point. Northwest meets Florida in snow. It's, it's a confusing state to me. I don't understand Maine. And shout out to all of our Maine listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We like you. We do. We're just confused by your residency. All right. All right. We'll be back at some point. I think we it's will. probably going to be probably going to be the weekend. We'll see. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right hit that Nick Felino button. And bear with me.